everyone. Welcome to another episode of My Almost Dead Brother. This is Dan Knight here, and I'm with my brother Sam. Hello. Hi, Sam. How are you doing? Great. I noticed you're eating some almonds. Are you not supposed to be? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, good to see you. You too. We're also here with several sisters, our normal sisters. Well, they're all normal, but our regulars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what does that make me? <laughs> Katie and Andy. Hello, you two. Hi. I'll say hi for Andy. Andy's not on the headset. She's just over there smiling. And today our special guest is our older sister, Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Hi. We are going to do a proper introduction, but not for a moment. But first we're going to... I don't know why you had to mention that I'm older, but fine. Well, we've already (laughs) gone at length in other episodes about who's younger and older. And so I think our listeners are astute. First, before we get going, we're going to answer a listener question. This one comes from Greg Wild. And Greg is a very good friend of our older brother, Joe's. But he was also a big scouter. So here's his question for Sam. Sam, do you remember the grueling month when you finished your Eagle Scout? You were 17, nearing 18. Your mom was an unstoppable force. She wanted you to finish your Eagle. She wanted me, Greg Wild, to help you. So here's the question. Who was more scared of your mom, you or me? That would be Greg Wild. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used it as a constant threat. What do you mean? Greg, I need to get that citizenship merit badge done, and I'm not going to have time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying... You basically had Greg did all the work, pretty much, and just signed the card? Or I'm not going any further into it. Just <laughs> That was partially what happened. I don't think the Boy Scout organization can go back that far to remove Eagle Awards, so okay. I don't... Oh. Yeah, I did that. Okay. What was your project? I, um, well, Mom, well, we got all the young kids from our ward over to the church after school for three days a week, one week or something, and we recorded reading the ensign. You, you made a bunch that? of tape recordings yeah. to give to shut-ins and stuff mm-hmm. like that? The ensign is a magazine that comes out monthly. It's a put out by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints with inspirational messages and talks and things. Why do they call it the ensign? Um, they call it the ensign. What do you think, Katie? Why don't you answer that? Because it's an ensign to the nations. Yeah, it's like a... Message. Yeah, it's a message to everyone. Okay, thanks, Greg Wild, for that question. We appreciate that. We love getting questions from our listeners, and we try to answer at least one every time now. Another listener question. This one comes from one of our favorite listeners, Holly. She says, Sam, have you ever thought about what type of funeral you want? I think about mine sometimes, and I want everyone to be really sad, but also some good food afterwards. (laughs) I'd like Andy to speak. Wow. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks, Holly. And maybe Katie, too, unless she's too sad. Katie, what do you think? Yeah, I'll be really sad when Holly dies, but I think she'll outlive me. She has a good chance to outlive you. She's younger. Yeah. She has a lot of yoga. She's younger than you, too, Andy, so I don't know about the speaking part. I mean, would you want her to speak at yours? I mean, it's oh, kind of, sorry, this yeah. could be a little awkward. I, I would also like Holly to speak at mine. And Katie, unless she's too sad. I think Holly will be too sad at mine. <laughs> oh, you want me to speak at yours? Unless you're too sad. You yeah. think Holly will be too sad at we'll yours, just Katie? We'll see. I, don't, I think everybody's going to be sad at everybody. <laughs> I'll be sad. Yeah, we're going to be sad. But like a, I could totally power through it. Yeah. In fact, I might not even cry. But <laughs> I mean, I'd have tears in my eyes, but I could keep it you'd together. Choke, you'd be choked up. I wouldn't go like that or anything. So the question was for Sam. Sorry, we kind of... <laughs> 
I it's okay. It. It's okay. So have you thought about your funeral and how you picture that going down? Yeah. At first, I didn't want really any speakers. You just want like music or something? Mm-hmm. What kind of music? Rush? They're not mainstream enough. You can choose whatever you want. Doesn't have to be mainstream. It's important that people like it. I'd rather have it not at a church. Okay. Because it's going to be non-denominational. <laughs> denominational? Is it religious at all? No. Okay. So no prayers? No. And we dance and chant. <laughs> instead what of... What kind of dancing? You know how they do it? No, I don't. At funeral? Like a funeral dance? Like a stomp? Do you want like the... Yeah. Blue Man Group drummer dudes? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Elect- all that. All that. Electric slide? Macarena? <laughs> you don't want anybody to speak. But I see that we're probably going to have to have people speak. But best would be if my grandkids were old enough to speak, you know? Yeah. I don't think they'd be old enough. Well, they might be old enough. If you can pull through and... Get a couple more years Pull in. 20 more years out, then you'll be... That would be awesome. You could have a great grandkid by then. Yep, Trace. He'd be old enough. So not at a church, but maybe at a mortuary, Alpins or Sunbergs or something like that. You could do it at a park or something. Yeah, park would be the greatest. Or you could get cremated and we could dump you somewhere. Thought about that, too. Where would you want to be dumped? I don't Um, really like the word dumped. Just like (laughs) spread. (laughs) Sprinkled. I'm going to stick with dump because I think that's what we're going to be doing. Yep. I mean, we could spread it out, but we're going to be dumping. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Then you just save the urn. And you're halfway there. <laughs> you don't need to save it. Oh yeah. Unless you're gonna, you want to stay in Unless it. Unless you we'll get a fancy it. one. That's right. We could keep you in it and just keep it and not spread it or dump it. Luke Perry was buried in a mushroom suit. What? Yeah, a so mushroom suit. What do you mean? Biodegradable stuff, so that he'd just grow into mushrooms. What a cool idea. Anyway, there's a lot of different options, you guys. A lot more you can do than you think. We could spread your ashes like in a river or I can sneak it onto a baseball field. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be kind of fun. Do you want to be cremated? Oh, that's a really good question. I haven't even thought about that. So we don't have to plan it all out right now, but... Good. Would you want your kids to speak? Oh, yeah. Only if they wanted to. So you're thinking some music and maybe your girls speaking. Any siblings? Like you could use this podcast as a tryout. <laughs> Everyone give a speech on here, and then he picks his favorite? Yeah, or? yeah, maybe. Like, give their funeral speech? <laughs> yeah. Or you can just go back and listen to she episodes just... and be like, not that guy. <laughs> not that girl. Or not that lady. <laughs> you sucked on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I know you want to do it, but that's just not going to fly, Orville. You never said the music you wanted. Oh, I have a list of songs that I want, but... Like what? I have a like... playlist? Yeah. We all just have to sit there and listen to your playlist? No, just as people walk in and... Prelude. What's on your playlist? Enya, like... Kenny G. Yanni, John Tesh. You guys are shitty. <laughs> Johnny Cash. That was mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah, The Ring of Fire. Oh, yeah, that might be a good one to you work You wouldn't have in. one Rush song? Maybe one. There's one I know of that I might... What? Closer see. to the Heart? Better than that. Red Barchetta? Better than that. Well, probably not better than that. But Then uh, Pearl Jam. Jeremy. Breathe. Jeremy. I'm still alive. That would be creepy. Oh, that'd be good. Still alive. He's still alive after he dies. And you know, Mom always said the best funerals are the ones that are less than an hour. Yeah, we'd keep it short. It'd be a celebration of your life. That's more what I want then. A party? Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll have a party. Before we get to Leslie, we do need to give our listeners an update on Sam's medical condition. So since we talked last, we've had a little bit of a backslide. Is that correct? I'm going to have to have surgery again. In your gut region? Mm-hmm. And why is that? Those infections just came back and got to get that fluid out of there. So it's kind of back to the way it was a month or so ago and... Hopefully they won't have to put a bunch of drains and... Yeah, at one point you had four drains coming out of your body and you started getting better. The things cleared up and they took everything out, even IVs out. But now you're back to IV and they're giving you nutrition in your veins. Sam's eating almonds. Did we already mention that? He kind of denied it, but I think he is eating almonds. There's no doubt about it. And that's a good sign because you haven't had an appetite at all. Nope. So... That's good. Well, I'm Positive. still on a clear liquid diet. Oh. So maybe that's not a good thing. Because <laughs> almonds aren't really clear liquid. No. Yeah, but if I put them in a blender with water. It would be liquid, but it wouldn't be clear still. Depends on, I guess, the amount of water. If you had a ton of water and you just had like a water almond smoothie, do you think you're going to be okay? We'll find out. This could be an interesting episode. Okay, so the bottom line is he had a little bit of a backslide. Your stomach has some infection again, or your abdomen area. So they're going to probably be taking you back to Utah Valley Hospital in the next day or two to do surgery to clear that out. Overall, I feel stronger. You seem more alert and stronger. And I go down to their little gym and I'll just be like, I got to go to the bathroom. And, you know, like I try to make a break for it. You try to escape. Okay, so that's the update. Um, Now we've come to the point that we've really been waiting for. Leslie, our just slightly older sister. That's right. I might be older than you. I've never done the math. (laughs) So tell us about yourself. Okay. Your family, your stage in life. Okay. Anything you want to tell us. So I'm the second child in the Knight family. I have one older sister, Karen. And so I did a lot of babysitting of the younger siblings. We have a business, my husband and I, that keeps us really busy, but we're semi-retired. Do you want to publicize your business? This is an opportunity to get tons of business. We have an eyelash extension business called Amazing Lash Studio in American Fork. Anyone in this area, even if you're not in the area of American Fork, you're going to want to come to our studio in American Fork, Amazing Lash. So if they come to Amazing Lash Studio in American Fork and they say, hey, I like my Almost Dead Brothers podcast, what kind of discount will they get? Ten bucks off. Ten Ten bucks bucks off. off. Mention my name, Leslie. I think the first person that does it, (laughs) the first person that does it, it says Leslie or my Almost Dead Brothers podcast should get a free treatment. Come on. Okay. Just the very okay. first person. <laughs> so tell us about some of your memories of your younger brothers that are okay. so awesome. Well, you know, I was about eight years old when Sam was born. It was just really a hard time, emotional for all of us. And it was really a sad thing when we lost Tommy. So Sam just seemed a little bit more special to all of us. He was cuddly and lovable, and we were just always almost fighting to hold him and play with him. Sam was really special. He had a special blanket. It had little lambs on it, so we called him Lammy Pie. And He's over here <laughs> nodding. Everybody loved Sam, just from the moment he was born. Not long after Sam was born, then Dan came along. He was about 18 months later. Mm-hmm. 
And those two just became best friends. So whenever you said Sam, you said Dan too. It's like Sam and Dan. What are Sam and Dan doing? Go get Sam and Dan. Go get Sam and Dan. Put Sam and Dan to bed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was really kind of cool to see how close you guys were, even from when you were little. Any specific things that happened when we were little or there's a famous story about our neighbors that lived across the street from us when we lived in Los Altos, California. They had a persimmon tree. They really actually loved those persimmons. But Sam and Dan went over there one day and picked like all the persimmons off the tree. And then they headed over to the Fusilla's front door, knocked on the door and asked if they would like to buy any persimmons. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the only persimmon tree for miles. So they knew that it was their own persimmons, but they bought them. They made a good sale there. Is this the same family that we trick-or-treated like every day? Yeah, they were super nice. They were good for year-round trick-or-treating. Yeah. You know, when I think of Sam, I think of Sam and Dan. They were always, always playing sports. They were always playing basketball in the driveway. So you have two well, sons that were about the same age from me and Sam. Did that remind you of us at all? You know, it really does. And when Sam was staying with us a while back, he would listen to TJ and Jeremy playing and talking to each other and messing around. And he'd say, reminds me of me and Dan. Yeah. Yeah. I have the same thing with my two boys. They're about the same age difference and the stuff they did is just the same. When I was on my mission, every Sunday night, my mom made all of you guys sit down and write me a letter. Yeah. Do you remember that? Fondly. Yeah. And Sam and Dan would just always tell me the scores of all their basketball games and their baseball <laughs> games. It was hilarious. I would read my letters from Sam and Dan to my companions and they just loved them because they're just darling. Because <laughs> they wanted to know the scores. Yeah, that was it. it. People wanted to know how you guys were doing. Another thing I remember about Sam was like he could mislead you really easily. Like he could tell a story and you just believed him because he was so good at telling stories. And mom used to say that it was amazing. You probably got away with a lot. We used to have family home evening and mom and dad sometimes would let us give a lesson and Sam would always volunteer because he could give a valid lesson in like 30 seconds. And right. a kid that shoplifts yeah. and he felt bad, he told mom and they went yeah. back and you shouldn't lie or steal. Well, Sam told me too that sometimes he'd walk into church when dad was in the bishopric and dad would just spontaneously ask him to give a talk because he knew he had that talent. He probably did that five times. So Sam, real quick, just being spontaneous, can you tell us a story right now? Like a family home evening story. Like one that I told back then? Mm-hmm. Okay. Once upon a time, there was an athlete named Jasper, and he was an amazing athlete. This isn't just an athlete, but this kid was the star of his school. He was only a sophomore, and he was already in the varsity in football. He's a star quarterback, and this is about tithing. Or do you want it about something else? Uh, Tithing's good. Tithing's perfect. So then his dad lost his job as an attorney for the city. And his mom, she lost her job eventually. She was a government planner. (laughs) (laughs) And what's Jasper's last name? Jensen. Okay. JJ. Yeah, JJ. And so Jasper was like, I think it's time that I started helping with the family. So he had this one buddy named Meatloaf, who was actually a pretty mischievous kid, and they stole things. And they started being thugs, robbers. And then one time, Jasper had to go to piano lessons at the Harris Fine Arts Center. Yeah. Maybe should I save the rest for next no, time? No, I can't even focus if we don't hear the end of this. Okay, so he and Meatloaf were walking over to BYU to the lessons, and Sam, I mean... Jasper? Yeah, his little brother was Sam. He was with them, too. And Jasper had a little accident. (laughs) 
Like a big accent. <laughs> he sure wasn't Sam. <laughs> it probably was, actually. Sam was super smart. So how does it tie into tithing? You don't need to ask questions. Just wait. <laughs> Sorry. Just wait. Sorry. So eventually, his dad and mom, Sam went into their room one night and said, I know you guys are having some trouble, but I've been robbing banks. And he handed over... <laughs> Like $48,000, and he's like, I don't even need to know about it, what you do with it. You can burn it if you want. I don't care. And they were like, well, how'd you do this? Why'd you do that? You know, I didn't want to make them feel bad. You or Jasper? Well, this was me and Jasper were in there together because I was telling Jasper, don't you dare say a word. Finally getting dinner every night, and this has been awesome. You or Sam? (laughs) Remember that I'm sick. Okay, okay. (laughs) So anyway, he overruled me because, you know who, the third wheel, thought we should tell too. Meatloaf. Yeah. Anyways, they said, well, we'll handle it. We'll tell you what we're going to do. I didn't hear anything for a few months, and then me and Jasper were like, oh, no, they're calling the popo. The police? We are all underage. And I was just like, I'm not going to put me in jail because I didn't do anything. This is Sam, or <laughs> is this Jasper? <laughs> this is kind of weaving in and out of reality yeah. and... So anyway, I'll wrap it up. To make a long story short. make a long story short, that year I volunteered to do a bunch of work for all the ward houses around the county. One of them was coming down off a ladder, and I let go, but I was two rungs too high, so I just dropped, blew my knee out. This is making the story shorter? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Okay. So they were like, great, now what are we going to do? I said, I'll give up my football career. (laughs) Wait, is this Sam or Jasper talking? This is Sam. Okay. They're like, no, Jasper should have to. I said, I know, but he's a pretty good kid, and he's really good at football. So we all continued to pray for everything and kept paying our tithing. <laughs> and then dad and mom got jobs. That Hopefully. is a good story. And actually, we're <laughs> laughing so hard, and that's exactly what would happen in family home meetings. And your knee healed because you prayed. That was a great example. So yeah. you would give a talk like that in church. On the spot. Yeah, and you wouldn't probably switch from third person to first person, back and forth, and add new characters. You know, my head's a little cloudy. I think, Sam, when you got in trouble, you were also good at that. You know, just making explanations and making it make sense. Yeah, mom would say, where have you been tonight? And you could just instantly come up with a detailed story. We're in Pleasant Grove, and I had to walk home. Yeah, what's the classic excuse you'd give mom for why you were an hour late or whatever? Did you have a go-to, or was it different every time? Different, but a lot of times it was. I didn't have a ride home. They left. I didn't have a ride, so I hurried. I double-timed it, and I couldn't get a hold of you guys. I do remember that when Sam was in high school, I think, I was living at home for a while, and mom would try to have scriptures in the morning. Do you remember that? Yeah. (laughs) In Sam's room. And Sam was tired. He didn't want to get up, and so we would just go sit on Sam's bed in a circle. Yeah. He was the only one that was tired. (laughs) The rest of us made it. What was impressive is that he wasn't grumpy about it. As long as you came into my room under my terms. He wasn't grumpy because he was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember Sam's graduation. Do you guys remember that? I'm sure I was there. Seems like you weren't in too good a shape that night or something. I had a couple beers at graduation. In your outfit? <laughs> yeah. It just seemed like, you know, you'd had a few beers when you walked along there. At the end. Really? <laughs> yeah. Start weaving a little bit, that's all. Another thing I know about Sam is that he is a really sweet father, and there's nobody in the world that he loves as much as his girls. Well, Les, I have a question for you. Do you remember when, you might have been a teenager, we were pretty little, and we 
were doing some kind of family therapy, like with some psychology student. Do you know what that was all about? I guess our parents thought we were having a hard time. Was it for Sam or for just all of us? I just remember going and it was like at BYU. Yeah. And they videotaped us. Honestly, all I remember is I felt like everybody was saying I was the problem of the whole family. You kind (laughs) of were. I felt like I was the problem. I think it was mostly you two were the problem. <laughs> it was definitely not me and Andy, because I don't think we were even there. You were probably too young. I just remember going and just thinking it was super weird, and there was a lot of crying. I think Leslie was crying a bit. Well, with eight siblings, there's a lot of clothing, a lot of hand-me-downing, and then a lot of clothes stealing. So you, yeah. Leslie, had a lot of confrontations. I don't think that was the only thing that was wrong. I just think if there was any problem in the family, they blamed it on me. Or Joe. Or me. Or yeah. Sam. Wasn't ever Karen or Sandy's fault, I guess, is what you're saying. <laughs> or Dan or Andy or Katie's. No, it was never my fault. Karen was like, the oldest, and she was kind of in charge. Karen kind of flew the coop early on, at least from us younger kids. By the time I was eight, she was off to Rick's college. I mean, I think I was five when she got married. You went off to Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Tell us about why you did that. So the summer before my senior year, I had a friend that grew up in Guatemala. Her dad started a foundation down there to help some of the people there that lived in poverty. So she grew up there. And then when she got high school age, she came to Provo High. So she became one of my good friends. And so she would always go home for the summers. And so she invited me and another one of our friends, Ann Gardner, to spend the summer there. So how was that? It was quite an experience. We had to take showers in like this room. It was cement, cold water. One time there was like a dead rat where we were taking showers. It was really third world. But we helped tutor her little brothers and sisters in their schoolwork. We helped in the orphanage. So anyway. That sounds awesome. So you and Karen were kind of in your adult phase when we were heading into teenage years. Did you ever remember when mom and dad were struggling like raising us and having issues with Sam. Did you ever talk to them? Even though we were a little older, we were a close family and I was in and out. I lived in apartments sometimes, but I would sometimes live at home. So I knew what was going on and um, mom would talk to me. She worried a lot about Sam. She was hoping that he was on the right track. She would tell me, I woke up your dad in the middle of the night worrying about Sam. It's too bad. If something was bothering her, it really enveloped her. Right. Like her brain wouldn't shut off. And I do feel like she was always thinking about her kids. She was a great mom. With eight kids, one of us was always having some kind of problem, it seemed like. Yeah. And she would be on her knees praying for hours. And it would always be about one of us. You got married in about 86, 87? 84. 87. It was 87. Well, that took you a while. <laughs> I was 26. That's not old at all. No, it took you a while well, to remember, remember these. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, wow. I'm not good with dates. I just think our parents were really good parents. When I was like in sixth and seventh grade, I got in trouble in school a lot, believe it or not. And like I'd get sent to the principal's office and they would just sit me down and talk to me for hours and hours on end. You know, they never really gave me a huge punishment, but they would just talk and talk and talk. And I remember thinking, just ground me. I knew that was all that was going to happen. So I'd be like, well, this will be the rest of tonight, maybe a little tomorrow. Exactly. And I'll just breeze through that. They were really loving. Me and Andy never got grounded or in trouble ever. What? I believe that well the one time I thought I was gonna get in trouble I lost my retainer and all I had to do was cry and they were like it's okay why didn't you make one one? yeah I could have made one I guess just get a piece of wire (laughs) (laughs) that's something Sam would have done but mom and dad what they did was a lot of positive reinforcement they were always (laughs) telling us how great we were dad thought that Karen and I would probably if we tried hard if we didn't loaf at practice we would probably be Olympic swimmers We knew that he was exaggerating, but it was sweet. 
They were great parents. We were lucky. Awesome. Well, thanks for being with us, Leslie. You're welcome. Do you have any final words of wisdom or thoughts? I just love Sam a lot. Thanks, Les. Welcome. I love you too. Sam, uh, when he got out of the hospital last summer, he went and stayed at your house. He did. That was so fun to have him. Did you guys have a lot of late night chats? I would go into his room and talk with him for a while. Yeah, it was nice just talking to you alone. And I've been craving days like that for years and years and years. Days like what? Where I can just talk to my siblings. Well, now you're talking to your siblings and the whole world. Uh, we're going to wrap things up, but do you have any final <clears throat> thoughts? or? Well, I am glad that that time meant a lot to Leslie because it meant a lot to me too. So that was nice of you to say that. That's a wrap. Okay. Well, thanks again, Les, for being here. We're going to wrap things up. Thanks for listening to our awesome listeners. And so we'll just... And then say hasta la pasta. And for Jasper and Meatloaf, over and out. This podcast is hosted by me, Dan Knight, and features Sam Knight. It is produced by Katie Knight and Andy Ellis, with Larry Knight as the executive producer. Music by Dot and Then Dot. Check out more of their great music at dotandthendot.com.